Alright, check one, two. So, this is uh, with Vineyard Brands event, um, Monday, November 2nd, and this is uh, opening segment take one with uh, Parent Family. A Famille Parent. <clears throat> hey, this is Christopher Chan, your host of Happy Hour Radio, and I'm pleased to be out and about again for one of our In the Vineyard series, and I'm in downtown Ballard. Uh, at the historic Ace Hotel and their lovely um, pavilion room, here for a Vineyard Brands uh, tasting of all these great French producers. And I have the pleasure of hosting Emmanuel Lemoine, who is uh, the brand ambassador for the Perrin family. And uh, Emmanuel, um, bienvenue à Happy Hour. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Excellent. So let's talk about uh, your role as brand ambassador. What do you do? So I'm brand new. I just started September 1st. Um, I was uh, covering Northern California for the national import company called Vineyard Brands for 10 years. And uh, for family reasons, I had to go back to France in Bordeaux, where I stayed for 18 months working and selling Grand Cru Classé for one of the leading negos called Ballon de Menre. And at Vinexpo, I had the pleasure to catch up with uh, Marc Perrin, and uh, he asked me uh, if I'd be interested in uh, covering the U.S. So basically, uh, Vina Brands, who used to be my employers for 10 years, is now my largest customer. <laughs> so I have the, the pleasure to come back, spend 50% of the time uh, in the U.S. And the rest of the time, I base myself in Aix-en-Provence. Mm -hmm. So when uh, customers are coming to visit, I can not only show uh, the, the properties of um, the Southern Rhone with Bocastel and the Gigondas, Vincent and so forth, but also being based in Aix, I'm close to uh, uh, Miraval in Courant. So mm -hmm. I can also uh, present uh, and, and uh, visit. Uh, Miraval with our customers now. Miraval has been quite the project, quite the success story, yeah. and regardless of the fame behind it, the Brad Pitt and Julie, the, the wine is just really fantastic. Thank you. And a recognizable package, and of course it sounds lovely as well. Mm -hmm. I was just down there in Bordeaux, and I was a day early for Vinexpo. I was on a cruise, so I missed mm -hmm. it. Oh, yeah. okay. I did. <laughs> so you work for the parent family now, and tell me about the parent family. Give me a little history of Famille Perrin. Well, Famille Perrin, they've been around for a very long time. Um, basically... Pierre de Bocastel arrived in, uh, in 1549 and bought an estate, which is now known as, as Bocastel. Um, in uh, 1687, uh, Pierre became basically the, the captain of, uh, of, of, of what, what is now Coudoulet and this region of, of Courtaison and so forth. And, and that's in the southern Rhone. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is by Orange, next to Chateauneuf-du-Pape, basically. And this is just at the border. In 1909, uh, Pierre Tramier bought the estate and gave it to his son-in-law, Pierre Perrin. So Pierre Perrin is the first one who basically arrived just in the early 1900s. And uh, he had to, to start off by replanting the vineyard after the phylloxera, which happened down there in 1866. Um, his son, Jacques Perrin, was also a very, uh, very good uh, enologue. And in uh, 19... Is that a winemaker, enologist? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. We went to school in Burgundy with the uh, owner of uh, Tampier Chateau, uh, oh, very well known for one of the best, uh, one of the best rosé, if not the best rosé out there. But uh, so Jacques replanted uh, after Philoxera. Uh, mainly Mourvedre instead of Grenache, like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And the Mourvedre uh, cuttings are from Tampier, actually. Uh, so that's that's the story behind that. But so the the the, the Perrin family been there since since then. And 
one generation after the other, then you had uh, Jean-Pierre and Francois, who signed with Vigna Brands in 1966, and then their sons are taking over now. So I basically today have seven bosses. You have on <laughs> one hand Thomas, uh, Mark and, 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 and Pierre and, and then on the other end the, the, the cousins you have uh, uh, Charles uh, and you have uh, César and Mathieu. They all have different roles. They're all men. They're all men. Actually uh, Mark, Thomas and Pierre have a sister uh -huh. who's basically you could consider uh, RH, uh, HR, sorry, uh -huh. um, in uh, oh, HR, yeah, HR uh, in in, in the family. So, so Mark would be the CEO in a way. Uh, Thomas would be considered the CFO. Uh, Pierre is the head winemaker. I mean, there is not a single Perrin wine you're going to test out there, from La Vie Ferme all the way to the Hommage à Jacques Perrin, that Pierre has not tested. Mm. So, César now is in charge of all the vineyard, etc., uh, etc. Et They all have a different role. So. Of course. And your role, again, as brand ambassador, and having the pleasure to speak with Emmanuel Lemoyne, uh, brand ambassador for the Perrin family wines, and is also a Miraval, right? Mm -hmm. You're doing yeah, Miraval. Exactly, yeah. Which I like how you say Bandal Tempier is one of the best roses. Yeah. <laughs> Next to Miraval as well, right? <laughs> and I really believe in that Morved grape too. Uh, I use that for my rose. Um, how many wines does uh, Famille Perrin produce now? Uh, quite a few because within. So, first off, you have Bocastel, where you have Coudoulet de Bocastel and Hommage à Jacques Perrin and Roussan Vievigne. All right, so the homage is another Chateauneuf de Pape, yes. and the uh, uh, Coudelet is a Côte That's a Côte That's just on the other side of the road, yes. Mm -hmm. It was Chateauneuf du Pape uh, from the early 1900s until 1936, when the French government decided to shrink the appellation, basically, in a way, and they used natural border. And since we have a road going through the vineyard of, uh, of Bocastel, on one hand it's Chateauneuf, on the other hand it's Côte and so therefore Coudoulet, which used to be Bocastel, became a Côte And quickly for our listeners, uh, the uh, Chateauneuf de Pop region was the first Appalachian exactly. Origine Controlé back in 1937, I think. It Actually, was. 1936. But 36. they were the first <laughs> one to be basically an AOC in France in uh -huh. 1924. And then. Because the quality was not up to the standard needed, they decided to shrink a little bit the EOC, and that's what happened in 1936. Okay, so we have four wines with uh, Chateau Beaucastel, and yeah. then on the parent family? And then on the parent family, the Perrin invested a lot in Southern Rhone primarily. They own quite a bit of land uh, in, in Côte du Rhone, first off, and uh, in Gigondas, Vaqueras, Rasto, and other villages like Vinsobre. They are, the, they are basically the leader in, in Vinsobre. <clears throat> and uh, Van Sorb is one of the, the little uh, villages down there, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sends you a region at the tip Mostly north. Grenache. Uh, actually, forty percent. There is a there is a good amount of Grenache, but this is the best spot to uh, to grow Syrah in the southern run oh. because you are uh, you are higher in altitude. You're thousand two hundred above sea level. Uh, in in fits and uh, it's a sandy soil. It's a great spot for uh, for Syrah, and we actually have some uh, prephylloxeric uh, vines up there, and we make uh, another vine sub called Eau de Julienne, oh, and uh, that that uh, that is uh, if you have not tested that, this is a really uh, you a gorgeous one. I don't recall if we have it today, <laughs> but uh, I hope so. <laughs> well, interesting enough, you mentioned the sandy soils there on the 1,200-foot elevation for that Van Sorbs vineyard, and uh, phylloxera cannot exist in sandy soils. That one, that's why you probably have 
those vines. Yeah, Still exactly. alive today. Very cool. So we have, uh, how many whites does the parent family produce? White is actually a very small production. I mean, at Bocastel, for example, it's up to 6% also, something like this. The, 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 that's the Chateauneuf du Pape Blanc. Right? Yeah, that's the Chateauneuf du Pape Blanc, which is primarily Roussanne with Grenache Blanc and Bourboulinque, etc. Actually, we can say also, uh, Bocastel is the last estate in Chateauneuf du Pape who still owns and blends the 13 grape varietal, of ah. which you have the 5 white grape varietal. But the Perrin are not making that much white. There is the Perrin Reserve, which you, which you see well in the market, which is a great Côte du Rhone, fantastic value for money, which you're going to find around 9.99 retail. That's our biggest production of white, Côte du Rhone white. We make a little bit of uh, CDP uh, called Lessinard white. It's a very small production of a nice Grenache Blanc uh, um, blend. What does Lessinard mean? Lessinard, uh, of what I recall, uh, is the name of a, of a family that own a plot that has been farmed by the, by the Perrin for quite a while also. Um, and concerning the white... Um, this is it. So you have Perrin Reserve, you have Coudoulet, um, you have Bocastel, and within Bocastel we do also a Roussan Vieille Vigne, all vines of Roussan, which is, I mean, frankly, a fantastic wine. But that's, uh, that's a wine uh, that required um, effort, I'd say, because it's a, it's a very good wine within like three to five years window. Then the wine is going to shut down for eight to ten years. Wow. And you're not going to be able to drink that wine for eight to ten years. It, it becomes uh, very oxidized. And even like you can see through the bottle, it becomes very cloudy uh -huh. and so forth. And then the Roussan again awake and you end up having like a wine which is like as good as a, a, a Montrachet like uh, from, from anybody from Sauzé or Le Fleve or whatever. This is really a, a outstanding white wine. And they have the acidity to, to prolong to, that age. Yeah, exactly. And to go, to go that, uh, that long, yeah. Very cool. Well, let's talk about some of the, um, uh, the winemaking techniques. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously old barrel is used for reds, but what, how do the white, is the white modern production stainless steel or do you use concrete or concrete eggs or... What's going on down there? Uh, so what happened? First of all, uh, white is once again 5-6% of the production. We ferment and age 70% of the wine in very small stainless steel tank uh -huh. and 30% only is going through barrel. There is not a single new barrel in any of the Perrin wine, any of the Bocastel uh, wines. Uh, Keeps them affordable, I guess. Yeah, also. <laughs> and also we keep on expressing the terroir we don't we don't use any makeup to cover the wine etc and uh, the grape varietal we are using uh, are, are not really um, inclined in, in built in, for in, having in, a bunch of new oak yeah they're more subtle oak, and, and expressive yeah. in their own way but concerning the red we have different vessels depending on the grape varietal if it's a reductive grape varietal we use oak vats uh, for example, for the Mourvedre and the Syrah, and the rest, we are using primarily concrete vats. Okay. That's what we have at Bocastel. And then we have stainless steel tank for the Grenache, for the Perrin wines. And, um, keep them fresh. Yeah, keep them fresh. And, uh, yeah, this is it. And now, has uh, the Perrin family or Bocastel sort of isolated their own particular strain of yeast? 
Uh, we use uh, we all use just what's called natural, which is natural fermentation. Natural ferment, yeah. yeah. Natural so it lives yeast, yeah. there in the house. So in the house, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. Since uh, yeah, since then, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Very interesting. And let's talk about this recent vintage, 2015. Mm -hmm. How, what's the vintage look like for the Southern Road? Well, uh, the Bordelais are calling it again the the vintage of the century. The fourth one already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now in Chateauneuf, frankly, we have had an amazing vintage. I got so lucky to arrive there late August and establish myself, get, uh, get myself situated and so forth. But I had the chance to go around with Pierre, with Mark in the vineyard and so forth and Cesar. And I mean, they are talking about 1990. We're having like oh. a really fantastic vintage. For the white, they were just like really mind-blowing. The reds were just outstanding. Uh, we had gorgeous weather. We had few rains here and there, but you know, we have that Mistral. Right, it's like acting like a, like a drying everything just right after. So you wait a couple of days and then you can go harvest. But we brought in, I mean, everything in like perfect conditions. And uh, we have a, a winemaker that works at Perrin now, um, who's basically for the day-to-day -day operation at Perrin, uh, who was 10 years at Chapoutier. Who, who was also telling me that uh, he haven't had uh, such a vintage uh, in his career so far, and uh, it's it's we are very 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 pleased. Not only in the southern Rhone, also at Miraval in Provence, but also in the northern Rhone where we have a project with uh, Nicolas Jaboulet that we are actually growing. Wow, what a treat to to get a, a history of the parent family. Of course, talk about the wines and, and this last 2015 vintage. Manuel Lemoine, uh, thank you so much for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Thank you, thank you so much for having me again. Thank you.